This is the EPLOG audio experience. Quick disclaimer for a podcast, the SOS show, points discussed in this podcast should not be relied upon as conclusive medical advice in any case. The host shall not be a substitute for proper medical professional. You must seek professional help in case of any requirement. Thank you. The pressures to fall in love, the pressures of age, the pressures of marriage and how that affects our mental health. Hi guys, welcome to the 99th, yes, almost touching 100 episode of the podcast, The SOS Show with me, Suchita. And today we are talking about one of the most important things, which is pretty identifiable, I'm sure with a lot of our listeners, and that is dating, love, mental health. And a confession before that, that we are working on the quality of the episodes. Hence, we have reduced the quantity of episodes that you would be listening per month. So we are focusing now on one to two episodes per month. And today we have with us the lovely Nandita Chakrabarti, who has written an amazing memoir, Dirty Little Secrets. And it's pretty identifiable. You guys can go and grab a copy of it. It's available online on all the bookstores. It's about the hazards of online dating, how that affected her mental health and what she was actually trying to seek in life. And she went on a trek and she had a fatal accident and how that led to cognitive impairment. But Nandita is thriving as we have this great conversation and laughters together. So I hope you enjoy this episode and more than that, learn some great lessons as well. Hi Nandita, welcome to our podcast, the SOS show and thank you for joining in um, and uh, thank you for your lovely memoir that I was reading and I absolutely fell in love with it and it was so identifiable. So welcome to our show. Thank you so much Sucheta for having me and it's really wonderful when people say that it's a beautiful memoir and you can relate or identify yourself with the memoir. So I think... I have done my work so that's great. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Since you know Nandita because we're talking about dating here, we're talking about online mm. dating and we're talking about relationships and we're talking about love and we're talking about how that affects our mental health as well. Yeah. I think this is something that most of um, uh, uh, of the listeners of the show would identify with when we talk about uh looking for love looking for intimacy uh, the pressures to fall in love so when you describe uh, when you when you mentioned about the relationship of your parents about your mother and father and when your father passed away and you're wondering was that 42 year old relationship mm. love mm. and then mm. your mother said that it was a marital bliss yeah do you do you think that the generation today's 20s 30s is conflicted when we talk about love and relationships and we're still trying to identify what is that space yes absolutely look there are uh, thank you for this question also sucheta because i think love is such a powerful word that is associated with that one word love bomb you know yeah. so whoever gets into that bomb you know it's either electrified or is crucified you know <laughs> yeah. so there those two terms of actually finding love yeah. and overdoing love yeah. so i grew up 
looking at my parents with that beautiful love. And I think sometimes when you are thinking too much and trying to find that which is in front of you, is not that simple, you know. And our family, like their generation is very different. And our generation is very different. In our generation, we are into this lavish mass communication, you know. Yeah. This what is called as a mass culture. So they didn't have that. Yes. All right. So they yeah. did have each other. They had poetry. They had films. Yes. And they had food, you know, and yes. they had this beautiful, vast land to cover, you know, with yeah. each other's company. So that yeah. love is very, um, I would say, it's transforming and making themselves pure. And that love we can't find at the moment. So we need to grab onto what we find love in yeah. our own different definition, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I also got very intrigued um, in my own journey of finding that elusive love. Yes. And uh, I was actually not finding that elusive love. I was chasing the idea of love and yeah. which is a lot of us do that um, men women yes whoever wants to you know find that it's very hard yes to actually get that um, understanding that connection so yeah. i think yeah we are all somewhat looking for that i yeah. think yeah 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 but you know you know like you mentioned elusive love it's so yeah. ephemeral you know like life like any relationships mm. tell me through your journey of love and i think a lot of people are going to identify with this as well when we talk about mm. the journey of love and going through relationships mm. what is what did you find rather or how would you define rather the idea of love that we are looking for <laughs> so i i went with my whole heartedly mm. uh heart you know mm-hmm. and i didn't think at all with my head mm. so i just went i just jumped on that love bomb you know yeah. and tried to chase at 140 kilometers per hour <laughs> you know without missing any uh, heartbeat yeah. so um i would say that to my journey i've i've seen the highs i've seen the lows and i've seen the very lows and yeah. the ugly side of it as well yeah so um and it's it's i would say that in a way now i'm in my 40s and i'm in yeah. in my way i'm celebrating all those uh, experiences that i've shared yeah. so that i can talk to you about it you know yeah. and then if one way or the other if i can touch someone's heart yeah. um then i think i've done my job and um, i've seen the ugly truth because love is beautiful but it's very hard yeah you know and you cannot have the right definition of what love is yeah you know you can be in love with your friend you can be in love with the book Yeah. and you can be in love with your dog you can be in love with a dish so the meaning of love and um the different transformation that comes within love is very different so yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. my journey was different yeah 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 i'm going to talk about how the whole dating scene that you went through while you were 
well you you know while you were passing through a certain phase in life mm. and how that sort of is or identifiable but at the same time how it affected your mental health because we do not talk about mm-hmm. how dating and how love can be such an important part that it can bring us down and can just sort of paralyze us with our day to day life as well uh you went on a dating site and yeah. you met a lot of men a couple of men yeah. that you dated there you've mentioned about sam if i may if i if it's okay yeah yeah. yeah 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 and you have given a detailed encounter of that incident of how this man wove you into love and you came to know that this guy is actually a con man who was wanting mm-hmm. to extract money out of you he's a schemer yeah. and this this kind of an incident even we have seen the latest netflix or discovery documentaries where yeah. women have started revealing about the dating sites and the perils of it the conning mm-hmm. that is going on there tell us a bit about how you met sam and what and how and what did you feel when you met him at that point how was your situation well look i was just this is interesting because i was already in a relate like i was in and out of a relationship then you know yes and and you know when um and i'll just go a bit i'll just backtrack that thing yeah. that question of yours because to answer your question love scams have been happening since the you know beginning of time you yeah. know yeah. and in different proportion hmm. but um the whether it's a woman whether it's a man it's always been something that people have been hiding because it it was a matter of shame yeah. you know they didn't want to bring up their dirty laundry or their secrets out in public because yes. um it won't be acceptable yeah but here i think it was very important uh, as i was jumping from one relationship to the other i was not um giving my sa- giving myself the time yeah to know that uh, hey this is this is something that you don't want to do at the moment take a take a back step and see how your life is matching up at the moment i didn't do that yeah so when i see that beautiful words you know that love bomb that we are talking about you know yeah. in nature of uh, poetry sent to you or love letters sent to you yeah. because in your mind the ident- we are identifying ourselves with that princess and that you know that there is a white knight in arms shining <laughs> out in you know in a white horse for you yeah. because we weaved into our fantasies yes so we get into that we are caught up into that emotion you know yeah. and our heart plays a very significant role here because it stops the head from thinking yes and no matter how intelligent you are i tell you no matter how uh, equipped you are you yeah. will continue to go into that line of encouragement and i did meet sam through yeah. that yeah so um it was quite a re- revelation uh meeting sam but he was wanting to meet an indian woman and uh, mm-hmm. wanted to get married and the family pressure behind my back was to settle down 
Yes. And uh, coming from a conservative family, um, the tradition mattered, you know? Yeah. So, well, I thought, why don't I give this a go and um, fall in love with someone I don't know? And that's <laughs> yeah. what has happened, you see? Yeah. 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 So, of course, you fell in love with Sam on an online dating site. You guys were talking, you guys were interacting mm-hmm. mostly online and he proposed to you, you were going to get married to him mm-hmm. and he was going to, he was going to Greece and you know, you, he was going to come and meet you in Melbourne and all that thing that you've mentioned and to yeah. get, realize that he was actually wanting to ask money or take money out yes. of you. Yes. Before I come back to this, I just want to sort of go a big, a bit uh, to a point that you just mentioned that, you had tremendous family pressure. Every girl has. And I think it's yeah. not Indra-centric. I would say it's, it can be world-centric as well. You know, yeah, yeah. you are being this pressure of age that's sort of looming on your head. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel that, you know, it's it, it's something that we need to relook as a culture? Um, do you think that we are relooking at, as a culture uh, right now uh, um, in the times that we are living in? Uh, what what is your thought on this age number on your head? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, patriarch and age—they're the two things that uh, are changing. I think so, and I think women are becoming more independent. Like I left India during the nineties, late nineties, early two thousand. I was here, so the India I left behind has become a different India now, you know, and women are speaking up. Um, Women know what they want. And it's not just about having kids. And there are single mothers and there are single fathers as well. So the definition of uh, a career, a family, marriage has changed. But there are certain, but there is still that middle class or upper middle class, there is still that nagging auntie or that nagging uncle who always <laughs> yeah. wants, you know, yeah. who always bring that... Um, nagging aunties are more dangerous, you know. Dangerous, <laughs> and, yeah. and I think shows like, uh, shows in Netflix, like, uh, you know, getting that arranged marriage. Yeah. Uh, and I was a little bit surprised seeing that people do, and it's, it's a good thing, of course, fall in love, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, it's a different uh, feeling altogether. But that pressure always is there. And I think that it may be another two generation, maybe we'll see that things have calmed down a lot. But uh, it's surely on the right path. That's what I feel. Surely on the right path. Do you you think, as someone who has has gone through a certain experience, has, you know, been through this, do you feel that this age factor really affects your mental health? It's constantly hanging on your head? Yes, it does. Look, we are, um, we live abroad and I've seen a lot of other women who constantly, oh, I'm, you know, the first thing you go to someone's house, either, oh, you've put on weight or, <laughs> oh, I've become old or, you know, that has become, we either talk about our weight or we're yeah. talking about our age, you know, yeah. and nothing yeah. in between. And yes. when we're leaving that party, we are again talking about that weight, you know. Correct. Oh my God, we have eaten so much. So, and I do that unconsciously. Sometimes I do that as well, you know. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. unconsciously I'll say, oh my God, I am having a senior moment 
oh, I'm, you know, look, I'm how aged. So I think this is something that we're talking to ourselves repeatedly. And the pressure, and especially uh, young girls, it has become a big pressure with so much out there on Instagram and Facebook because they want to look a certain, they don't want, they want never to get old, you know, they want always to be flawless. And um, I've seen little girls um, you know, don't want to socialize because they don't think that they're good enough yeah. and they think too mature for their age or too yeah. young for their age. Yeah. So I think if society needs to change the dialogue, you yeah. know, filmmakers like you, writers like us, you know, yeah. we need to actually make that self-conscious confident. Yes, lose weight, but if you want to lose weight, you know, if you yeah. want to stay healthy, and that's fine. But just because you want to fit a certain size or demographic and you want to change a certain makeup or a bone structure because you want to look a certain way, then don't yeah. do this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Love yourself for God's sake and, uh, yeah, move forward to yeah. what you believe. I think that's very important. Yeah. And mental health is a very big thing. I'm, I have suffered myself gone to depression, yeah. um, whether you call it uh, my saga of writing this book, you know, yeah. Yeah. and um, it is something that we should not stop. And yeah. it has started, the dialogue has started in India, and yeah. I'm so proud of it, and it should continue to grow. That's what I feel. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you feel that men face the same pressure in terms of things? Oh, the yes, 100%. <laughs> 110%. But they're very, they hide it very beautifully, you know, yeah. and with that big facade of strength. And, uh, and I still hear a lot of uh, people saying that same word that mental health is a white man's problem. It's not, yeah. you know, yeah. they still feel. Um, going to uh, a psychologist uh, couch and talking about your life mm. is very shameful. Yeah. But it's more shameful not talking about yourself, that you're not well and you need help because yeah. there is help out there which you have yeah. to take. Yeah. yeah, that's what I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tell me, Nandita, you mentioned about, like in our earlier conversation as well, you mentioned about the pressure to be married because the age was looming large and we have a certain, the society sees things in a certain way. So you wanted a man who you can get married to and you found that in Sam after your couple of relationships that did not sort of work. You also mentioned Amit there, you know, with whom yeah. you had, uh, uh, you know, a, a, tum- a tumultuous relationship, if I might, I might just put it that way. Uh, so with your experience of, you know, of, of putting yourself in a position because of the pressure of the society, and then you met Sam and you were going to get married to him and it didn't work out. Tell me about what happened in, with your mental health at that point after that, in terms of your depressive phases. And you also went to a psychotherapist. Yes, I completely, look, what happened with Sam completely terrified because he was blackmailing me as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And it was at, at a point that I couldn't leave the house for two weeks, more than mm-hmm. two weeks. I was confined in my own 
um, solitary confinement, you would say rather. I locked myself in my own room because I thought that every walk I would walk or everywhere someone is following me, you know, his eyes are there. Mm. So that made me, though, how easily, that's what a psychopath does, right? How easily that you're just confined with, here I was with Amit, who actually, like, in person did all the abuse that I can think of. Yes. And here is this person who's not with me, Hmm. but has done all that he could do. So I had to just run away. And uh, I, I didn't pick up the phone. I smashed my laptop and I just looked outside the window from my apartment at that time. And I was thinking, this is my safe place. Yeah. So for, um, a lot of time I would lie in the bed just thinking about, oh, my God, so there would be a knock in the door right now. So it's better I stay here. Yeah. So for me to come out of that phase and go and meet a psychologist yeah. was something that I still think I won't be able to, I wouldn't have done it if my sister wouldn't have pushed me or if, in, if I didn't have good friends who took care of me at that time. Yeah, because I just had to somehow I had that strength yeah. that I had to fight an unknown invisibility that is mocking me, and yeah. this is not right. So that's the step I had taken, and I think that was the first step that I identified that um, I was going into a slow depression. Mm. That's mm. when I identified myself. Mm. And I was so scared that I had to pack everything and uh, literally run away to India to get connected to my roots. Um, and that's where I was talking to the Australian Federal Police as well. And they said, look, you can take this case further, but the more you will go, yeah, you will tr- want to come out of it because it's mm. dangerous. Yeah. So um, I was scared. Yeah. I was really scared, and I had to run away. Yeah. So you you had your your anxieties must be high at that point. Oh. Your yes. stress levels must be high at that point. And I think a lot of women who are on the dating sites mm. perhaps have experienced it the same because yes. you don't know know if that person can be trusted or not. No, I have. And it was funny you mentioned that because when my book came out, the same, I think the day before that Netflix series came out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it was, uh, I didn't know about that. But when I saw it, I said, oh, my God. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe uh, Channel 7, a very big network here, contacted me to do an interview. Yeah. And here this uh, middle-aged lady, she was around her 60s, yeah. uh, mid-50s, late early 60s. Yeah. She was duped of $400,000. She gave up, yeah, scammed her for $400,000. Yeah. Her house and everything was gone. Yeah. Just in that four-letter word, love. <laughs> <laughs> and... That's that's how powerful this word is. Yeah. And how people have taken that control. Yes. You know? How men have, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. ply on vulnerable yeah. women or men at the same time. Yeah. Vulnerable women. As well. mm-hmm. Yeah. 
tell me nandita so is this is this so why do women get women get desperate or do you think that it's both the genders it's both the genders and mm. it's not about desperation it's more mm. about loneliness loneliness okay. is the was the word yes yes loneliness yeah. is the thing it's not just look i yeah. can be desperate and i can go and sleep with someone else you know if yes. i can it's yes. not desperation yes it's more about loneliness the idea of living alone you know yeah yeah and the society like maybe see your friends they have yeah sort of you know they want that perfect but they can't but yeah at the moment i'm very happy with yeah. what i have you know yeah. yeah and it's it's that idea you know it's that fantasy of yeah. having someone in your life yeah that's what it is yeah and so loneliness is a word that actually is repeated paid attention here because of course through the society the pressure the age and everything after a point the person themselves wants someone in their lives and so they are getting on a dating network they are getting on you know these relationships they are jumping in and out of relationships as you mentioned uh because uh, you know there's a certain way we look at love we look at things tell me nandita are you still lonely after no. going through a phase look loneliness can come in very different to me at the moment my loneliness are different ways you know different yeah. different sagas yeah. but i'm not lonely of a man i'm lonely mm. for friendships you know yeah. i'm lonely to go outside sometimes to see a film yeah. that is loneliness for me you know i am yeah. very comfortable in my solitude you know yeah. i can sit here and write me my best friend is my laptop you know yeah. um and my mom you know yeah. and uh, i have a group of social network as well where i yeah. socialize yeah. but when i don't have that social connection yeah that i'm lonely but yeah. i'm not lonely about a man you know mm. and that window of opportunity is there definitely yeah. there yeah. i haven't closed that yes but i'm not waiting for it you know going in a site and searching for it i'm yeah. not doing because uh, I can jump onto a Tinder right now but I don't yes. yes because of course you've had a relationship that you've had an experience that has taken your trust factor yes out yes. of the whole system of dating apps but loneliness nandita is actually a big issue that's sprawling around right. the world and it's not and it's not just like in India or like what you are facing it's most of the people if if uh, it's actually becoming an epidemic you know in yes, terms of starting from even as early as the 20s yes uh or me maybe late teens itself you know which is why we are seeing a lot of uh suicides happening in terms of yes. uh, people not able to figure out things and i think this is something i would like to probe a bit in terms of people going on dating apps is one of the things or joining communities or becoming part of certain groups like you mentioned you know that you can any which ways jump on a tinder and find somebody but maybe that might make you more lonely in the process exactly exactly and it's a very valid point that you've raised because look um you know we have this phone you know our phone is everything we spend hours just scrolling up and down i just want to ask 
what does it take to just pick up a phone and just talk to a friend and say, how are you? You know, that we have lost that touch of um, writing letters. We have lost that touch of talking, you know. And I think lockdown was a very big thing that has bought this attention up. And the attention is that, like we are living in a more confined places with families and friends. We are, and I saw that they were more in touch with us. As soon as things have opened, it has again become the same thing of scrolling. They were very, they were talking about, you know, we're all in this together. Let's, you know, we have to be in together. We have to pull, but that's all talk, you know, who's actually got the time to pick up the phone and say a few words, say, hello, how are you? You know, how, how long does it take? And I think that's what people have to understand is that mental health revolves around this mass culture of uh, Instagram, Facebook. And there is a world outside that too, you know. There is a world outside that. And I think that is very important for people to talk. I have friends who suffer from um, mental health. And I know that because I I have fought depression. And I always make it a point to talk, like pick up the phone and speak to him at least once a week or twice a week and see how he's going. And people with depression will never come and ask you for help. I did. And when you're talking about because I got scared. I was aware of the fact that what I was about to do or what I was about, what was happening, I need help. So call that number. There are certain organizations who can help you as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, just talk, you know, yeah. just talk. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. 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 Let's talk a bit about men. And your experiences with them, I do not. I do not think there are going to be different experiences. I think every Never. experience will have similarity in terms of relationships. Right? When we talk about men, and you've mentioned this in your memoir that there are there were so many men uh, that you dated who were chasing other women while they were dating you or while they were with you. You know, so talking about commitment in relationships and how men and if you still feel the same uh, are good at terms of dating multiple women at the same time or being with other women or not wanting to commit to you know the specific relationship that they want to be in and that can also lead to a lot of you know depression stress anxiety severe mental health issues what's your take on men not committing Look, I, the most important thing is, and again, I would say whether it's men or whether it's women, right? Yeah, I would yeah. always put this because the whole issue here is not being honest, you yeah. know, and because they, they can't, it's not about making decisions or yeah. go, like, it's not about like, I've, I've been through a lot of men yeah. ghosting me as well. Yeah. And it's just about they are not seeking the truth, you know. They are yeah, not yeah. trying to identify themselves of yeah. uh, what commitment is. And I think that comes a lot with, again, not knowing what they are wanting as well, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it definitely plays a heck lot of issues here. Like, yeah. because what happens, I've, uh, I've been in a relationship uh, where someone just ghosted me all of a sudden without yeah. any questions yeah. and anything. Yeah. So yeah. that affected my mind. Like I was trying to think maybe something is wrong with me. You know, it's always that something is wrong with me. And then yeah. you start uh, punishing yourself. You start asking questions. Maybe I have done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's never about what they have done. It's yeah. I have done. So I think the self-talk yes. needs to come out, you know, and yeah. needs to go away yeah. maybe. And I would say... And I think, and, 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 and as you talk about self-talk, Nanita here, do you think that yeah. women are women are designed in a way that they're constantly made to feel that something is wrong with you, you know, which yes. is why you yes. could not make that work, you know? Yes, uh, absolutely. Especially relationships, because we have seen we've seen our mothers given so much in 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 our families, you know. So so suddenly it's like a turn around and saying that. So that's impacted uh, the generation of generation of women coming after that. That's right, and I would definitely say because the the metaphysical glorification of a son, you know, has always been that, and I've I've still seen few here as well that it's always about that uh, that son, you know, and it's not about the women because women are. are supposed to behave in such manners in a in a, a in a certain manner that yeah. they have to tell themselves that tum jo kar rahi ho wo galat hai you yeah. know it's just the men has to they are the perfect ones so you have to listen to them so the order comes from the childhood i would say yeah so how you've been brought up how you've been taught it's all comes from that childhood that that's why you're doing so much of guilt you're taking with yourself that you're questioning yourself yeah. i am the one who's supposed to be guilty because i have let that happen to me yeah and yeah. i felt that all the while what happened to me that's the reason i was writing i was not even uh, close to writing the book yeah. because a lot of women didn't want the book to be out yeah so um, so there's the thing because truth is very uh, difficult to handle together yeah very difficult to handle yeah and they yeah. know that it's happening but yeah. they don't want to agree you know yeah so yeah yeah true 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 tell me nandita since we're talking about dating apps loneliness pressures of marriage age do you think this loneliness thing which is burdened with so many other things on top of it uh we are heading towards an era where we're talking about uh polygamy versus monogamy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that Definitely. Could, and that could also perhaps have a huge impact on mental health because because polygamy is a very different structure of society that uh we are still trying to accept even though they it it might have been around for a while yeah yeah definitely definitely I, and and i think people who have accepted this mm-hmm. uh, i would say they're free spirit people <laughs> they mm-hmm. have gone there they've accepted their truth and they're mm-hmm. living it mm-hmm. so for people who haven't accepted this truth though it has been going on for centuries you know mm-hmm. and it's just that it's in in front of you know it's something i like uh, maybe i'll give you a good example things mm. that in right in 
in front of your face they feel that they're mocked Hmm. so they can't accept this you know yeah. though yeah. they want it themselves but they can't accept it because for generation we have been told it's wrong yeah you know hmm. so that's that's the problem that's the hypocrisy it comes hmm. the hypocrisy comes in that hmm. but i think it's a wonderful idea like you're living your truth you're yeah. there and i think if this will solve the problem then why not hmm. you know why hmm. not but do you think it will solve the problem do you think or we are looking for deeper connects in life which we are not getting and we are all over the place i think we are all over the place because there's no system at the moment there's no yeah. systematic you know solution yeah. at the moment so yeah. people are just grabbing whatever they can you know that's what that's yeah. what it's happening that's what yeah yeah that's what whatever they are grabbing yeah. Yeah. yeah i can't live with you but i can't live without you too Yeah. So this yeah. is this and that adds a lot of pressure and they're adding a lot of pressure to themselves as well. Yes. You know, and that is another mental health because and they're not opening up. They're not opening up and they're yeah. they're making themselves focused in that you know toxic um that toxic comments that goes on so they're more focusing on that. Yeah. rather than what's good for them. So yeah. I think that's a problem. Yeah. Do you think do you think in all this mess that's happening around us mm mm-hmm. everyone is actually seeking love and nobody's getting it we are all hot mess from time to time let me tell you this we are all a bunch of hot mess and no one is perfect yeah. and in this hot mess people somewhat find that true definition of love also but again as i told you what love to you is very different to what love to me is yes yeah so everyone's different uh everyone is looking at love differently everyone's wanting love differently yeah. so in that hot mess people are uh surprisingly finding that too you know mm. surprisingly finding that too and there are good love stories out there Mm. and look that's the reason like they are very honest to themselves like if yeah. it's not working let's move on you know and they'll seek some redemption in something else so mm. it's a never ending cycle of love that's mm. what i would say mm. do you think that happiness which everyone is seeking mm. is related to love no i don't think so mm. i don't think so it may be led because love and happiness has a very interconnection mm-hmm. and it's very led yeah uh, it may be led but happiness is totally love comes from you first right if you're happy you will see everything happy and that's what i say that if you have love within yourself you'll be able to love others and that will project with happiness so they're too led and they go walk in hand in hand so that's what i believe yeah i think so now we have now we have started sort of having this understanding that love yourself first before you start looking for yes. love and you start yes. loving another person you must know how to love yourself you know <laughs> you know i'll tell you one thing people kept telling me you know you love yourself and you'll meet people you'll yeah. meet the right person yeah. i said ki kaun kehta hai अपने आप को प्यार करो तो आदमी मिल जाएगा 
It's mm-hmm. not about if you're happy, if you identify yourself with happiness, you'll find the man of your life. No, you might find a very beautiful book to write or make a film, you know, mm-hmm. or find a child. So it's it's a different equation. These are all examples, by the way. So don't mm-hmm. take that seriously. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah. or someone can find in cooking, you know, yeah. that's love. Yeah. So if everyone started loving for a man, then we won't have good chefs, we won't have good designers, we won't have good filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the point to realize what is happiness and what is love. That's the two different things, and we we, we we must not intersect the two, and not mm-hmm. let our life pass by. Mother, tell me what has been your understanding with men and their understanding of love so far. Oh, wow. I would rather write a book on that. <laughs> I haven't still understood. Hmm. I don't. Um, I do. You know, if you ask me that, have you understood men? I would say I'm still in the process of learning. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure they will say the same thing. Yeah. They're still in the process of learning. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, I can't say that what is my understanding of men because I cannot answer that, you know. I have seen the beauty of a man in my father. I have seen a beauty of a man in the person that I've actually fallen in love with. Yeah. And so for me, that is the beauty, you know, yeah. that will always keep what a, mother, what a father gives to a child and yeah. what a lover gives to his lover. So yeah. I'll always take the good from the man and... I think omit the bad part because that is something that man has to learn to find himself, you know. So um, I think both men and women, men is a part, a man is a part of a woman and a woman is a part of a man. So if they both understood what they want, the world will be a perfect place. <laughs> and I think we are all in a journey to learn what it is. So, mm. <laughs> So I think it's um, it's debatable. <laughs> mm. The definition of love for a man is how different is it from the definition of love for a woman? A man actually grows loving a woman from his mother. That's what I always believe, you know. Mm-hmm. The way a mother teaches his son to love, I think he would reflect that to the man, uh, to the woman, or even to the man he fall in love with. And I think that is very important to know. So a woman plays a very important part in that journey of a man's life to create the definition of love. That's mm-hmm. what I think. That's love. I know, it's very deep. <laughs> it's deep, yeah. It's very deep, yeah. It's deep. And also, it, <laughs> with some, it might be breaking your head against the wall. But, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's the truth. But tell that's another, the truth. Yeah, tell me another about your space now, after you went through 10 years, uh, through these relationships, the dating apps, and you also went through... Uh, uh, an incident where you fell 40 meters while you went for a trek after, I think that must be post your relationships not working out. You went for a trek and you fell and Yeah. And then you were in a deep, uh, 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 troubled life where uh, now you're fighting your 
uh, if I may use the word disability uh, in a certain way, but you are thriving as I see it because you've written this wonderful book and uh, you know, you, you're doing wonderful for, for your own self. What's your space now? Look, um, I think uh, when the accident happened, yeah. I see it very philosophically and I think you must have read it as well. Yeah. It was a second life donated to me, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I, call it anything i've i've been speaking here with a lot of writer friends of mine as well yeah. and you will see that there there's always a turning point in a writer's life or a filmmaker's life or whoever life it is even for a yeah. common man yeah but i thought about that accident came in a moment and i was lonely at that point of time you know and that mm-hmm. as if the whole world has you know actually has thrown me into a deep end and i was just cornered and when that happened, um, I remember just praying to the universe that whatever happens, don't make me invalid. You know, I don't want to depend on anyone. Yeah. And it's not that I'm saying that uh, it's that's not the right word to say. You know, don't just, I don't want to be dependent on anyone. Mm. And I woke up from the induced coma and then I realized after 10, after six years of that fall that I have a cognitive disability, which is a part of acquired brain injury because I had fractured my skull. Yeah. So that was the turning point that, hey, look, I've got this new life now. What do I do with it? So in a therapy room, I started writing and that's how my life has totally changed. And I'm also called as the accidental writer. <laughs> and so it was accidentally, um, I started writing in a therapy room. And now my 10 years of my life after that is I'm not, um, I cannot work in an office because I have memory issues. I cannot uh, learn new tasks. So the only thing that I can best do is eat, write, and repeat. That's all I can do at the moment. And create stories because I have a lot of stories to tell. And that's what I do the best. And um, work on my therapies. I do a lot of therapies. I go for my behavioral speech therapy. I go for my uh, brain physio to keep me all uh, in one piece, you know. So it's a new life and it's fun and you'll have you'll have double the fun living with me because sometimes <laughs> you you'll you know you'll find uh, things in wrong places, but actually it'll make sense. You'll find a peanut jar in a fridge or a milk in a pantry. So it's it has its own perks, I would say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Awesome, Nandita. It was so lovely chatting with you. And uh, what a great memoir you've written. And I Thank hope you. it reaches more and more uh, readers. And uh, I hope uh, our listeners enjoyed this talk. Thank you so much for having me, Sucheta. I enjoyed. And you know, I'm one that you loved my book. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, I had fun talking to you. I really did. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. What I actually got out of this episode is that a lot of us, and it's irrespective of age, 
could be fighting loneliness and fighting loneliness can lead to perhaps desperate attempts from our end to get into relationships and that could perhaps become fatal and affect our mental health as in case of nandita as well so know your why why do you want to get into a relationship know that the feeling that you are feeling for the person is genuine and try and build a good relationship rather than i would say immediately jumping to the conclusion of you know perhaps a marriage i think relationships are something very hard to understand but if taken slowly and steadily it can be nurtured and it can be grown that's it folks for today's episode take good care of yourself love yourself first and then love somebody else